0: How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today we have the privilege of hanging out with Nick Carrier of Best You. He's got a podcast here in Nashville as well and uh, has some great online content as well as in-person content for uh, how to set goals and, and really just to be a better better you. I love it, man. Nick, thanks so much for joining us, dude.
1: Yeah, Chris. I'm, I'm super stoked to be here. I
0: appreciate you having me on. Dude, absolutely, man. So, dude, tell me a little bit about you and uh, you know how you got interested in fitness and kind of uh, interested in starting your own uh, business here.
1: Yeah, so it, it kind of goes back to... You know, playing sports in high school, I played baseball and football, and I, I loved sports, but I always, always loved the training aspect of it and working out with my team and everything like that. I thought it was, uh, obviously it was hard work, but it was a lot of fun, and I also had a personal trainer starting, I think, my sophomore year of high school for football and baseball, That's great. and I uh, had a pretty good relationship with him, and then I went to school at the University of Georgia for college, and I was actually studying finance and insurance, and then it was the summer in between my sophomore and my junior year, and I was back home in Atlanta, where I was working out where I used to have my personal trainer and I always had a good relationship with him and I was yep. talking to him when I was there and he just came up to me in the middle of my workout and he was like, hey, Nick, have you ever thought about being a personal trainer before? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I guess. And he was like, well, I think you'd be good at good at it. Talk to me after your workout. And so I talked to him, long story <laughs> short, got my certification and then I, uh, when I was a junior at, at college then, I kind of like applied to do personal training at some big box gyms, and then one day, and I didn't hear anything back, and and then one day I was driving around, and I see this big orange tent in a parking lot that says Orange Theory Fitness, and I'm like, (laughs) what the heck is that thing? I've never heard of it before, and I I was like, maybe one day I'll like drive by to see what what that thing is, and so one Friday, I drove by, I I talked to the person under the tent, the location hadn't opened yet, they were in pre-sales, and so I talked to the owner, long story short, I ended up coaching there uh, my junior and senior year of college, and then... um, you know, after that, I kind of knew I wanted to do something with fitness long term, but I wasn't really sure what that looked like. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a job in finance or insurance since that's what I'm studying. And so I kind of started there, but quit my job after two weeks because I was like, mom I'm wasting nine hours a day, and I know I want to do this other thing long term. So. That's crazy, man. Total, total like flip of ideas, right? Yeah. It's funny how that happens. Yeah, no doubt. And, no and doubt. then
0: I'm just super passionate about it now, and and, and continued to do
1: it long term as well. You know? Yeah, dude. I knew, I knew after. I quit after two weeks. I walked out of there. I was like, I'm going to give this thing a go. So, uh, yeah, and then ever since I've been, you know, started my, my business, Best You, a little bit after that, and I've been just slowly trying to figure out what it is and, and trying to grow it ever since and started the podcast. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So,
1: how long how long ago did you start Best You? I started it, I actually formed the LLC on my birthday. There you go. That's yeah, awesome. I think That's, I think that's I a monumental up, day. Yeah. I think I woke up just... Uh, you know, it was my birthday. I was feeling good. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this thing. I'm going for it. And so I think it was March of tw- March 27, 2018. Yes, a good this. Something like that, 2018. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. March 27, 2018. I formed the LLC and didn't really know what the business was going to be Sure. when I formed it. Just kind of started off doing personal training. And then started the podcast in October of 2018. Yeah. and um, Man, yeah, I didn't realize your
0: podcast has been around that long. I mean, your podcast is great. How, how did you get interested in, in starting the, the podcast side of things?
1: Yeah. So honestly, after I graduated from college, I started to get into two podcasts in particular that really sure. made me love listening to podcasts. And that was the School of Greatness by Lewis Howes yep. and the Ed Milet Show. And listened to those all the time. and I felt like I was like growing so much just from listening to those. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then there was this one day while I was sitting down actually reading one of Lewis House's books, and I always in the past before this moment had thought that aha moments were just kind of like, you know, I didn't, I didn't think they were real. I didn't think people actually had aha moments. I always thought they just told themselves that. Sure. But I, I read this quote in, this, in the book from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it said, every man is in some way my superior, mm. and in that I can learn of him. And I literally read it and I put the book down and I was like, holy crap. (laughs) I was like, at that moment, I was like, I just want to go out and learn from other people and see what makes them successful, what makes them the best in the world or whatever it is they do and and learn that for myself so I can get closer to the best version of myself and be able to communicate that and and share that with others. So that, reading that quote was like the initiator. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And and so I think a couple months later I ended up launching and, and. Ever, that was back in October of 2018 so yeah and still running and, and just got voted best podcast,
0: local podcast here in Nashville as well yeah. which is fantastic yeah I appreciate it yeah I mean you've, got, you've had some great guests and I love that that idea of man I'm the same way it's like man how, there's other people in the world that are super successful at what they do and, and they love what they do and they got a ton of, of information a ton of, of wealth of knowledge yeah. and, and wisdom it's like man if we could just get closer to these
1: people like what can we learn from them and start applying to our own lives right? yeah well and it's like it's never, There's being successful in whatever it is that you're gonna do is always gonna take time. 200%. But you, there's shortcuts when by talking to other people, reading books. Like believe it or not, like people who are successful write about how they became successful in books, and you can actually read them and, and you can adopt some of the runs right. that they did. So. I think that by, by reading, by interviewing people, by listening to podcasts, you're just giving yourself more and more shortcuts and more and more opportunities to accelerate your own growth and success.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it sounds like you know your own desire to become your best self by listening and, and, and developing you know relationships with these people through your podcast and, and listening to their work, it's like, man, I be, can become my best self. Uh, did that prompt you then to obviously... Start taking this information and and creating your business, your best you.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, that was kind of, I kept, when I quit that job, I didn't really know what I was going to do, so I was in this, like, self-development stage (laughs) for three months, kind of, like, going crazy, but, like, watching a lot of YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, reading books, and I was like, and, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot is Simon Sinek's is, like, find your why. It's like, what is is your why? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what my why is, and so I kept (laughs) asking myself that. And I just kept coming back to it. I just want to be the best version of myself, but I didn't like that answer. I was like, that's just too much of a cliche. But then I was like, <laughs> after a while, I was like, what? what's wrong with that answer? That's okay. I yeah. want to get closer to the best version of myself. And then I realized that a lot of people, videos and, and things out there say that, but they don't necessarily tell you how you can actually get closer to the best version of yourself. They'll tell you how you can improve mm-hmm. in these different areas, but how can I actually be the best version of me? And so my goal for me every single day is to try to gain clarity on what the best version of myself looks like, what the best version of myself is capable of, and then to reverse engineer that person into reality. And so that's what I want everybody to be able to do as well.
0: Yeah, dude, that's huge. And I I use that. A lot of my business mentors use that that thought process as well. Man, where do you want to go someday? And then reverse engineer this thing so that you can, like you say, take the reality from today and actually begin taking those steps to to where you wanna go long term.
1: Yeah, dude, I mean, reverse engineering is everywhere in society, but a lot of people don't use it for self-development. You can't build a house until you know the blueprint. Like, right. you, you can't do something, you can't create something unless you see what it looks like. You have to, there's there's always two modes of creation. There's mm-hmm. creation in your head, and then there's creation on a piece of paper or on some sort of thing, on a visual thing. Right, absolutely, man. So why do you think most people like, you know, they struggle to,
0: to reach either their fitness goals, or kind of some of their personal goals, like, Man, there's just so many people, especially here at the new year, right? It's like, man, new year, new me. I'm about to just blow this thing out of the water. And then they'll come out with just voracious intensity. And then, you know, what is it? By February, everyone's like, man, I'm kind of out on this thing now. Like, why do you think a ton of people struggle with that?
1: Yeah, so there is definitely a lot of answers to that that I could go into. But the number one reason is that everybody is focused solely and so much on the result. Yeah, rather cool. than the actual process itself. So let's take weight loss because that's just the easiest example that under everybody will understand Everybody is so obsessed with getting to a specific weight and so every single week every single day for a lot of people they'll mm. track their weight and Because they're tracking it so frequently. They're not seeing results very quickly. And so they lose belief mm. that the process that they're taking or their workouts that they're doing or their diet that they're doing are actually going to get them to their results and if you lose belief that the actions that you're taking are going to get you to the results then you're going to stop taking that action right because you feel like the action is futile so what i teach is let's set the result that we want to achieve let's set the goal weight let's set the amount of weight we want to lift but now let's track the progress we have to determine what the two or the three most important things that things are that are that we can do every single week that are going to allow us to be successful with that weight loss so Everybody that I'm I'm currently coaching on on this program, they'll define, let's, again, I want to lose, I want to go from 140 pounds to 125 pounds by the end of 10 weeks. In order to do that, I'm going to make sure I work out four times a week for 60 minutes. I'm going to make sure I eat 17 clean, healthy meals that contain, you know, a vegetable, a protein, and a healthy carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm going to make sure I drink 96 ounces of water, or however many it is, every single, or five days a week. And so those three things—the working out four times, the 17 meals, the drinking 96 ounces of water—I'm going to track those things mm. every single day because I call them progress indicators. Because if you do those things, it indicates to you that you're progressing towards that overall weight loss goal. So instead of weighing, 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 weighing to seeing if you're if you're mm. progressing, it's 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 going to take a little bit of time. If people aren't patient enough, so you need to track the things that are going to lead you to be successful with the overall goals. So like, one of the terms is, the overall goal is a what's called a lag measure. Mm-hmm. Because, like by the time you step on a scale, everything that determines the number that pops up already happened in the uh, past. That's a good point, right? right? Yeah, So like it's, you, it's your lag. actions are already done. Exactly, it, it, like for a company, revenue, is a lag measure because by the time you look at what your revenue is, you can't do anything about it. It's in the past, it's history. Right. So why spend so much time measuring that? We need to measure the things that are actually going to lead to that number. The things that are actually going to indicate that we're making progress towards that number. So that's why we track workouts, nutrition, and, and hydration. Most, I think most it's generally. good too because
0: it gives people a couple different options. right? If weight is the only thing that someone has in mind, and, oh, suddenly, like I said, it's a lag measure. So, A, the actions have already happened. But, B, if the, the weight doesn't hit, then they just lose all hope, right? Versus, hey, I can control my meals and, and my water intake, and I've got, like, a little checklist that I'm kind of completing each day at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Like you said, you can control that thing. So, so that's huge. And, again, there's a there's a psychological thing that we have where if if we're not seeing some sort of result, we lose belief that we can achieve our goal. And so we need to give ourselves some sort of shorter term result that we can have that feedback loop of we're making progress. And that's why I give people smaller things to, to have small wins along the way because like they're like, okay, I got that meal in, I'm going (laughs) to check it off. I got that workout in, I'm going to check that off. And they get that psychological hit of, okay, I'm getting some sort of a result. I believe I'm still making progress to yeah. my goals. so that's what really allows people to stay consistent over a longer period of time is not focusing on the result but focusing on the main things that are going to lead you to being successful with the result yeah
0: that's super good I love that you know being able to sit and focus on What's the main thing that's gonna gonna be important for me? So how do you go about you know people creating goals that are most important for them, right? Because what's important for you and, and what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. So like how do you go about creating something that's specific for each individual person at that point?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think so. I actually posted something about this recently. There's a there's a quote from Jim Rohn, and I'm probably gonna botch it right now, but it's <laughs> like create the kind of goals that are going to make something of you. If if you're successful with it, so like if I want to be somebody who is, um, let's say, if I want to if I want to say that I am a more compassionate individual or I'm a, a nicer individual, how can I be that? How, how, how can I be that type of person? Maybe I'm going to set the goal of I'm going to say some something nice to two people every single day, and, and I track that. So just back to that quote: is set the kind of goals that are going to make something of you. To achieve that. Yeah, um, right. So that's kind of that's kind of like an overarching thing is like, okay wh- What do, who do I want to become? What's the type of person that I want to be? I want to be the type of person that prioritizes my health that that, that loses weight So what is, what does that type of person do? Mm. Then you, you, set the, you set the strategy kind of after that, but A lot of people go wrong in regards to when they actually go to set the goal is it's kind of funny most people start off too big yeah, and it's common with weight loss that they start sure. off too big, but it's common with a lot of things. Is I think I think what it comes down to is people think they have to be perfect in order to achieve their goal. When in reality, you just have to be a little bit better than you currently are consistently. Yeah. So, for example, when I when I have sit downs and with people and, and nail their goal and nail their strategy. A lot of people start off losing, I want to lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks. And for some people, that's doable, but it just depends on where you're coming from. So a lot of times I'll back it down to maybe 15 or or 10, again, depending on who it is. And then those same people will say, I want to work out five times a week for an hour. I want to cut out all sweets. And, And I'm like, okay, well, like, so how many times do you currently work out? And they're like, well, two times a week. <laughs> yeah, right, and I'm right. like, well, how many sweets do you currently have? And one one of my clients in the past said, well, I have, currently have 14 desserts a week, one for lunch and one for dinner every single day. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, the likelihood that you go from 14 to zero is is none. none yeah. And so we scale it back to something that I call is, is more workable. It's something that it, you're more willing and able to do. And the way you come up with like that number is, what have you been willing and able to do in the past? Hmm. Let's do a little bit better than that and consistently. So for like example, for that one guy, he ate 14 desserts a week. And so we backed it down to seven. Yeah. We were like, okay, I have seven desserts a week for the first three weeks of the program, then six for the next three weeks, then five for the next three weeks, and hit it up. Like now he's probably anywhere from zero to two, but we can we can uh, manage yeah. that, right? That's Dude, okay. yeah, much more manageable, right? It's
0: bite-sized pieces. And I think you're so right, especially here at the new year. Everyone wants that intensity, right? I'm going to come out of the gate just getting after it, and, and then, again, they lose steam, right, because they're they're tired, and they're, they're worn out, and it's like, I've, I've had this goal,
1: right, but it's so large, it's hard to make those habit changes, you know? Yeah, no doubt, and, and like you said, uh, everybody wants intensity, and so something that I've kind of stumbled, a phrase I stumbled upon myself not too long ago is I think perfection is more about consistency than it is about intensity, and so don't uh, feel like every single workout needs to be the best workout. Don't think every single meal needs to be so, 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 so good. Don't think you don't need to have 300 ounces of water every single day. Be good over a long period, a longer period of time. And so it was so funny. I was on a a phone call with a client yesterday on an accountability call with a client and she dropped one and a half pounds or 1.2 pounds over this past week. Nice. And you like everybody. She's like, oh, I thought I was gonna lose a little bit more. I'm like, well, we set the goal to lose 10 pounds. You have to lose one pound a week in order to lose 10 pounds. So yeah, you're, you're, you're over the limit. Yeah. yeah. And, and so then we <laughs> went a little bit deeper into the into what her week looked like, and she ended up having like a glass of wine on on Friday and like cheese and crackers and was hanging out with her friends, which is fine. And then like over the weekend, she got a carry out and had a, a big bowl of pasta and and stuff like that. And I'm like, I want you to do that. Yeah. A lot of people will cut that out. And so they'll lose two pounds this week and they'll lose two pounds the next week and then lose two pounds the next week. But then they'll gain eight pounds On the back. because it wasn't like a sustainable habit. But you're doing it slower. So, yeah, you don't see the, the result as quickly. But if you just keep doing this, you'll be able to. This is something that you can actually continue to do. Yeah. And so a lot of people, like I said, they go for intensity over a short period of time, but then they'll lose it. Because, and one of the things I like to say is success is supposed to take time because you have to build the habits in order to sustain it. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't build the habits in order to sustain success, that's why people who win the lottery lose it so quickly because they didn't build the habits (laughs) to learn how to actually maintain the wealth that they acquired.
0: Yeah, same thing as like professional football players, right? They never had anything and then suddenly they acquired millions of dollars on the back end. It's like, oh, oh, wait, you're broke now? Yeah. it's, It's, you know, we look at it and we're like, how did you blow you know, $800 million, you know, that's more than any of us will ever make in a lifetime. And then again, you know, same thing from a weight loss standpoint, you know, I see this with like Keto a lot too, yeah. right, there's nothing wrong with Keto, some, some people it works for, but I don't think everyone needs to be on Keto. Yeah. And, and then they'll just restrain themselves so much, especially with eating, I mean, it, it's just so nice to be around your family and your friends. There's just such this communal thing that, that is attached to being able to eat. And and when you just are so restrictive, eventually that willpower is just going to run out, you know what I mean? The the bubble pops. Yeah, right. That pot's been boiling for a while and then it just bubbles over and you just have a meltdown, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then it'll gain eight pounds at the back end. we're stuck in the same boat. Yeah. So cool. We talked about consistency, really, over intensity being a, a big measure of someone being successful. You know, What other things um, you know, or what other habits and, and successes uh, help people reach their goals long-term?
1: Yeah, so to kind of go back to my framework is we set the goal. Then we talk about the two or the three most important things that you need to do every single week that will indicate that you're making progress to the goal. That's where I mentioned the workouts, the meals, yeah. and then... The water. And the, the thing is, when we come up with those few things, when people tell me, okay, I need to work out four times, I need to eat this for my meals, I need to drink this much water. Most of the time, those things are, people, are things that people know they should be doing, mm. they're just not doing them. Yeah. And so, instead of just relying on discipline and sheer willpower over the 10 weeks, I say, no, 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 let's actually do things, let's do little habits. That increase the likelihood that we actually get our workouts in, mm. that we actually eat the meals, and that we actually drink the water. So I call them weekly pills, Best and thing. they're called pills because the purpose is to increase the likelihood that you're successful. Oh, cool. and I love so, that. And so we'll create a, a pill for each of those three things. So if I'm going to work out four times a week, and I know I'm going to work out at five a.m., six a.m., what do I need to inc- what do I need to do to increase the likelihood that I actually work out? Okay, I need to make sure I go to bed at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. before I, or ten p.m. before nights nice before I work out. Or I need to lay out my clothes the night before. Or I need to make sure I don't press snooze. So again, like you, you, you set things and that increase the likelihood that you do them and we actually track those things. Yeah. And the same thing with the meals. What do I need to do to increase the likelihood that I have 17 clean healthy meals? A client today told me, well I'm gonna meal prep on Sunday night for Monday to Wednesday and I'm gonna meal prep on Wednesday night for what Thursday to Saturday. That's great. And and again, we track those things to see how often they actually follow through with that. With water, maybe it's I'm going to carry my big gallon jug Mm -hmm. with me everywhere I go. So again, instead of relying on sheer discipline and willpower, we do things that increase the likelihood that we're successful. Because I think that following through is less about the discipline Mm -hmm. of the individual and more about the system of success that they have. Yeah, so it's good. about doing those small little commitments, those small little habits that increase the likelihood that you're successful.
0: Yeah, that's good. I love that. You know, Taking it down to something bite-sized and then even tracking that to understand, hey, is this, is this pill, so to speak, actually working for me? And if not, how can I modify it? Because right. Right. sometimes it's like, oh, you know, what sounds like a good idea to help me get it? It's like, oh, I'm just not doing it. You know, maybe I'm hitting snooze still you know, or on my alarm and I'm getting up. But I think it's so cool, again, you know, where's my, again, it all comes back to where's where's my end game and how can I just engineer this and take out the, you know, almost well, let's provide guardrails for your life, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's easy for us to be like, yeah, I'm gonna stay up late and watch Netflix tonight and, and then you're not gonna get up early in the morning. But if you create these guardrails, then suddenly my sheer willpower isn't having to overtake my system to get where I wanna
1: go. 100%. Now, you, you have that down, right? And, and you, what did you say? when you realize, yeah, you you track them and you say like, okay, maybe this didn't work for me. And that's a huge part of what I do with my coaching is I say, okay, when we go to hold ourselves accountable, don't be critical of yourself. Mm. Be curious. So, Mm. okay, if I go back and look at, I said I was going to go to bed at 10 PM on the nights before I worked out, but I only went to bed two of the times at 10 PM. The other times I stayed up late. I couldn't fall asleep. Yada, yada, yada. A lot of people will will be like, oh, dang it. Like Nick, Why didn't you go to sleep, like, you suck, you're not disciplined, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, no, don't be critical. Be curious. Ask, okay, why didn't I go to bed at 10 p.m.? And that's where people can actually find answers. That's where they can find, okay, I actually had coffee at 3 p.m. on those afternoons and it prevented me from falling asleep. So next week, I'm going to make the commitment or the pill of I'm not going to drink coffee past noon or whatever it is. So instead of being critical... You're curious. One, so that you're just not an asshole to yourself, and two, <laughs> yeah. so that you can actually come up with the solution that's going to help you move it forward. Oh man, that's so good. It's,
0: it's a constantly, you know, ref, it's a constant refinement. You know what I mean? Again, what gets me up at 4 a.m. to go work out may I get somebody else up at 4 a.m. You yeah, know. 100%. Uh, but again, I love that there's so many stops in your your program in, into allowing somebody to get where they want to go uh, mm-hmm. with these things and constantly modifying and tweaking, because that's ultimately what's going to make somebody successful. So, so what would you say about you know, trying to keep yourself accountable? I mean, it sounds like this almost helps with that piece, right? Uh, cause again, my sheer willpower on my accountability, by the end of the week, man, my, I read a book called the one thing, uh, Gary, I forget his last name, yeah. but, uh, it, it, his book's a lot about that as well. It's like your decision making is going to fatigue eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And we're always going to choose what's easy and what's comfortable. And so how do you keep yourself accountable, you know, past February for some of these weight loss goals or, or some of these fitness goals or, or whatever it is for, for, you know, our listeners?
1: Yeah. Accountability is definitely tough. I would say one, like if you have somebody to hold you accountable, that's obviously the ideal situation. But even if you have, whether you have somebody or you don't, when you hold yourself accountable, you have to know what you're holding yourself accountable for. And so a lot of people aren't specific enough for what they're holding themselves accountable Mm -hmm. for. You know, if my goal is weight loss, then at the end of the week, you know, maybe they're like, oh, I kind of did good with my workouts. Yeah, I had a good week. I had a good week. But so like, no, how many workouts were you supposed to do? Yeah. How long were you supposed to do them? Or if somebody at the end of the week is like, oh, I, think, I feel like I had a pretty good uh, nutritional week. Or maybe afterwards, like, oh, I didn't do good at all. But it's like, what is good and what's not good? Is its is it 17 <laughs> good meals? Is it 12? Like, what is good for you? So... Step one to holding yourself accountable appropriately is you have to know what you're holding yourself accountable for. Man, that's good. And preferably you got to write that down because you're not going to remember it. Everybody thinks they're going to remember They don't. So the best memory jogger is a pen and pencil. Write it down. Um, And then you have to set aside the time. I I, I coach everybody to set aside 10, 15 minutes every single Sunday to look at what did you say you were going to (laughs) do? Because, again, you have to write it down. What did you say you were going to do? Ask yourself, okay, did I or did I not do this? If not, be curious. Mm-hmm. Don't be critical. Be curious. Ask yourself, okay, why didn't I do this? What happened here this week? Was it was it something came up and it was really unavoidable? Or could I have done something about that? Could I have planned ahead a little bit more to, to make sure that I actually did this? Um, so I would say... You got to be specific with yourself in order what is what are you holding yourself accountable for Mm -hmm. you've got to write it down and the curious thing is is really key and one of the things that like i'm just going to touch on a a quick story because i think it's really powerful on the idea of like you have to plan ahead and you have to have a system of of success so like one of my clients who uh lives in ohio he was driving down to atlanta for a a friend's wedding and he kind of knew that. Anytime he went on a long road trip, he tended to stop for fast food because sure. it was easy, it was quick, uh, and everything like that. And so he made the pill, or the, he made the little commitment that he was going to pack a lunch oh. for him on the car ride down. Cool. And then he also made the commitment that on he was going to drive back on Monday. On Sunday, he was going to go pick up Zoe's kitchen nice. and have his meal ready for him in the fridge so he could eat that on the way back. And he even went <laughs> a step further because... Uh, it was during COVID times and he was staying with his parents before he left but he, he was going to be at a wedding so he didn't know he was going to go back to his own apartment when he came back so he gr- went and did a grocery run before he left to make sure his fridge was stocked oh, with what man. he wanted to eat so that again just kind of goes back to like dis- it, if he didn't eat healthy uh, if he stopped for fast food or did whatever it wouldn't have been because of lack of discipline it would have been because he didn't set himself up for success and so I, again, I just I love that story, and I was like so proud of him that he did all that on his own through like on week seven of the program. I was like, yeah. dude, that was awesome, dude. That's incredible though. But
0: again, he he knew what he you know he knew his kind of Achilles heel, if you will, and then just reverse engineered it to say, man, how can I overcome this thing that that constantly derails me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think so so often we'll just kind of aimlessly wander, or we'll we'll try to use our willpower for one, and then when that wears off, it's like all right, I'm, I'm just gonna go through the motions and then you're like, oh shoot, I didn't get as many workouts in this week, or oh shoot, I don't have enough time to do grocery shopping now, I'm just gonna eat whatever. And so I love that he had the the, had the foreknowledge and, and the tools in his tool belt to hold himself accountable and make,
1: make those things happen. Yeah. So. One more idea I'll say on accountability and I'll keep this short is, you have to treat the commitments or your workouts or the meals or the water, you have to treat doing those things as a promise. Yeah. To yourself because if you just see it as willy-nilly as something that's not really that high of stakes then the likelihood that you do it is much less but if you treat it as a promise to yourself then that's going to increase the likelihood that you do it and so what is treating something like a promise mean? it means that I am going to do that no matter what mm. it's not I'm gonna go on a run this afternoon if it's 75 degrees and sunny it's I'm gonna go on a run this afternoon no matter what mm. it's not I'm going to make sure I eat help to eat 17 meat, healthy meals this week If I can make everything at home, it's like, no, if something happens during the week, then you're gonna figure out a way to go get a healthy option out or whatever it is. You have to treat it like a promise because it creates a sense of high stakes. It creates a sense of, I'm gonna do this no matter what. It's not based on any conditions, no situations. It's, I'm gonna do this no matter what. So that's a mindset shift that it's really important to
0: make. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a big step too, right? Mindset, like, Man, mindset can be huge for so many things and whether or not you're going to accomplish it and if you have that up front like, man, if I shift my mindset because again, right, I'm going to go outside and run today it's like, man, it's 45 and raining. I don't know if I'm going to go out there and do it but it's like, no, man, like you committed to it. Yeah. Like I see people doing this 75-day uh, hard which yeah. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's like, man it's a commitment they make to themselves from the get-go but it's like i don't know how these people uh that willpower probably runs out for a lot of people yeah no doubt uh that's cool man so dude tell me about about you know we've kind of alluded several times to now uh, about your program mm-hmm. tell me about it and, and kind of some of the successes maybe that you've seen as well
1: yeah so um like we were talking beforehand i have a few different modes that people can take it so for people here in nashville i do group programs when just started we're in week two and so I start them every 10 weeks. That's right. I um, um, space them out like that. I've got 13 people in this one and then you can also do it online. And then what was it you said the results? Yeah. yeah. So I've had, I've had a decent like a handful of people lose 20 plus pounds, which has been super cool. Again, I, that's, that's not going to be for everybody. It very much depends on where you're coming from, how much you currently work out, what you currently do for your nutrition. What your actual commitment level is, and, and a bunch of things like that. But a lot of people are losing 10, 15, 20 plus pounds. Um, that's probably about honestly half of the people have weight loss goals, sure. and the other half of people have more just like I want to get more toned up, or I want to just get stronger. And so instead of leaving it, like I want to tone up and get stronger because how <laughs> yeah, are we going to know if you're successful? Is we'll create a, a performance goal for them. I'll we'll create like a challenge workout. Where somebody's like, okay, I want to have more toned legs and butt. So I'll create a challenge workout so that they'll do it at the beginning of the 10 weeks, and they'll time themselves, and they'll do it at the end of the 10 weeks. And we'll say that I want to shave off this amount of time. That's right. Because if you shaved off five minutes from your challenge, then like inevitably you will have a more toned legs and butt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so half the people probably have weight loss goals, and uh, half the people have performance goals. So it's kind of cool to be able to... uh, Balance things out like that, and really come up with something really solid that they want to achieve. Yeah,
0: man, it's so cool. Tell me about the format of the program a little bit. You know, like uh, th- let's talk about the in-person one, and then you can speak a little bit or tweak that based on the online one as well. Yeah, so tell no, us about that. Yeah,
1: no doubt. So there's there's a free training week where I fill people with belief to start. I fill with them belief. Like, look, I promise you that I know what I'm doing here, <laughs> and if if you guys just if you just trust me and you and you put in the time and effort. I will get you to where you want to be. So I try to fill them with belief, but then the most important thing is there's nine goal setting modules Super cool. where, where I take them through my whole goal setting framework. They'll figure out why they're watching the videos in the first place, why they came to me in the first place. They'll figure out what their exact goal is that they want to achieve. We'll determine, again, those progress indicators, there's two or three most important things that are going to lead them to success. Um, And then we come up with creating a scoreboard so they can track all the different things that we've been mentioning and then every single week We'll have workouts and accountability sessions where everybody will come up with their weekly pills We'll come up with I'm gonna go to bed by 10 p.m. Four nights a week. I'm gonna make sure I lay out my clothes. I'm gonna make sure I meal prep all that kind of thing and so we'll have accountability sessions week after week to make sure people are following through with what yeah. they say
0: man it's huge because you you got that built-in accountability at that point but also hey at the end of the week you're going to be like hey man did we accomplish these things and being curious with them right teaching yeah. them to be curious 100 and i think that's what's cool about your program as well is it's it's you know it's time defined right so so that helps people say all right I, you know at the end of 10 weeks this is where i'm heading right this is where i want to go it helps give these people these tools to help do these things long term as well, right? Yeah. Again, it gets them out of this intensity standpoint, and then it's like, oh, I have to maintain this. And Nick helped me create my guardrails for my life. You know what I mean? And, and guardrails to tackle
1: my health and fitness. Yeah, dude. It's not necessarily the uh, best business strategy, and saying like, sure. okay, you're done with ten weeks, you can be able to do it on your own. But that, but that is really my goal. I want people to finish the ten weeks, feeling super confident that they have built the habits that they don't need me anymore. Yeah. They don't need me anymore. And so that's, that's what I hope to equip people with and so far I think it's been going pretty well. So I'm just keep rocking it
0: that's great man that's great what uh what has been one of your favorite uh you know favorite other stories about your clients right or, or another good story out of your program or, or somebody you've worked with yeah i uh, i'm, I'm sure think. you probably got I'm i've sure got, you probably f- got 200 of
1: them yeah i've got a, i've got a few in my head that i'm that i'm trying to run through so i actually interviewed two of my clients on my podcast oh super recently cool. which is super cool i've never done that before but honestly i'm going to go closer to uh one of my, my roommates, actually. Okay, cool. I love it. So I pro- I've, I've had probably over 100 people go through this program now, and one of them was one of my roommates. Nice. And, and he was always an athlete in high school, yep. And um, but never really worked out outside mm-hmm. of that. Uh, and so living with me, you know, you kind of get engrossed in working out and that kind of <laughs> thing. And so he finally like came to me when I first ran my very first program, and he said, I want to do this thing. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And... I just watched him through through the whole year of 2020. We did the 10 weeks at the beginning of 2020, but I just watched him like transform as a human being. That's cool. Over man. the over the year, and like he was always somebody I looked at and never thought that he was needed to lose weight. Like he was just maybe a little bit bigger, but I was like oh, he's kind of fine. Yeah. But he lost 40 pounds. Holy crap! And now he's doing my he's doing it for the second time. The 10 week program doing yeah. it right now. And he's gotten really into running, and he's trying to run a sub three hour thirty minute marathon. Oh jeez, that's um, Yeah, and he's I mean he's gotten really into running, and just like he's transformed his body, but he's transformed himself. Like he has so much more confidence. He can like actually hold himself accountable now, and yeah. all these kinds of things. He actually you know takes his health and, and nutrition and everything like that so much more seriously. So that one's close to me because it's he's a true. roommate and, and a good friend. Um, so that's, that one is that was my overall
0: favorite, but uh, obviously man. there's a lot. Dude, yeah. I, that's so cool, though. To, like you said, I love what you said there where, <laughs> hey, he can actually hold himself accountable now. And, like, his whole mindset has shifted, right? Because I think it's a lot of the stuff, man. We, we get down on ourselves. We don't achieve the goals that we want. And we just kind of go through the motions or we constantly start and restart and, and stop and restart on these goals. And now he's like, man, his mindset shifted where... Dude, he's lost 40 pounds, he's got new goals that he's tackling, and he's just constantly upping the
1: ante. Yeah. And he's a better human being now as a result of that, yeah, you know? I mean, that, that's that's my why for the program. My why is I believe that if an individual has the ability to set a fitness goal and then achieve it, then they have the ability to improve in all areas of their life.
0: Dude, it's so true. And that's what I love about fitness, you know, me starting a business, doing fitness, having a kid this year. Like I can just think back to you know, how much personal growth I have personal experience as a result of fitness and I love that you know, you're know using fitness as a modality in many of these your, your clients because again it, it turns over to everything else right when that workout gets hard are you going to keep going are you going to stop or hey that week is getting busy or you're still going to prioritize these things and then suddenly your mindset shifts and momentum builds and then suddenly it's like man I'm a more resilient human now <laughs> yeah, I do, I doubt not only from a fitness standpoint but also from mind and life right yeah dude so translatable I love it, dude. Dude, so how do we find out more about you? And, and if we want to learn more about your program
1: and uh, get plugged in with it, tell yeah. us uh, how we do that. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, you can learn more about me. Instagram is probably the best place to find me, at carrier underscore best you. And then my podcast, Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast, is on all the platforms. Apple Podcasts, podcast, Spotify, YouTube. And then uh, the program is at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That's great. And you can find the in-person, online stuff, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That's great. Guys, uh, go check Nick's stuff out. He's got a lot of great content. His podcast is fantastic
0: as well. So, Nick, thanks so much for hanging out with us, dude. Yeah, Chris. It was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at momentum underscore sports pt or at momentumsportspt.com.